Welcome to the Entrepreneur Accelerator Podcast. I'm your host, Reem Kharbat. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to accelerate their success in life and in business. And whether you're new to the business world, this show will help you because it's a mix of my own experience on how I built my three businesses in five years after being a top-notch executive in the corporate world. And I also speak with influencers and top leaders in the industry to help you and inspire you in mindset, marketing, strategy, sales, and everything in between. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm the host of T and the founder of the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, a mentoring program, and I'm here to help you and inspire you launch and grow your business without wasting years of your life. If you'd like to learn more strategies, more seven-figure strategies, and you want to be surrounded by like-minded people, I encourage you to join my community on Facebook, Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, where I give you all my experience and all the trainings that will help you start and launch your business using seven-figure launch strategies. I hope that you will enjoy this episode. It's an amazing one, and I'm sure you will have lots of uh, takeaways from it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Enjoy. Today, I have the president and chief financial fitness trainer of Beset Financial Fitness Incorporation. Tracy educates and empowers entrepreneurs to take control of and live their financial lives with confidence. As a former executive at TD Bank, one of Canada's big five banks, Tracy has worked with and in support of thousands of entrepreneurs to secure the financing they needed to grow their businesses. This hands-on experience coupled with her formal financial education, master's of business administration, and chartered financial analyst designation positioned Tracy uniquely to coach entrepreneurs about all things money. Tracy leads speaking engagements and is the executive producer and the host of the Young Money podcast, all focused on increasing financial fitness. Recently named finalist for the IFSC Institute Award for Financial Literacy Champion through the Wealth Professional Awards 2020 and a Worldwide Finance Awards 2020 winner. Tracy, thank you so much for being here on the Entrepreneur Accelerator. I'm super excited to have you here with me today. Thank you, Reem. It's my pleasure to join you. So you are an award winner. So you're not just a normal finance person because they always accuse us of being (laughs) uh, some boring people, you know? We're dealing with numbers. So to be an award winner, this is something that is really good. So congratulations. And I would like to know more about it. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do, and how did you get this award? Absolutely. So thank you so much. And um, for the one where you named, I was a finalist. I actually was the silver winner, just found out last week. So really excited about that to have the external recognition for the work I really like to do. Um, It's my privilege to really take the mystery out of financial concepts for people. I find there's a lot of financial professionals out there who will help you do your numbers. They will do your taxes. They will prepare your financial statements, do your bookkeeping. But I find there's not a lot of 
of people out there like me who are a financial coach who really want to help you understand those numbers and really to help you use the numbers to drive to hit your financial goals and really all of the goals in your business. Because I don't think you can hit your goals in your business unless you've got a handle on the numbers. Absolutely. So to, to have that recognition, to make things simple, is, is really rewarding for me. Amazing. Congratulations. Uh, this is really exciting. And I totally understand where you come from and what you're doing, the importance of what you're doing. Uh, I used to be a CFO for 15 years and the, the CEO and the chairman, they always consider the CFO as the second man or woman in the company because it's not just about numbers. You have to understand all the ins and outs of your business, the strategy, sales, marketing, technical, anything uh, related to your business. You have to have deep uh, knowledge within the business and the industry so that you can understand your numbers and so that you can put a plan to achieve. And so it's not just about numbers and accounting, right? Let me ask you this, Tracy. Uh, most of entrepreneurs, let's say people who are starting their journey with no financial background, they always hit this wall where they they start building their business. They focus on sales. They, for, they focus on marketing to learn, you know, strategies on how to grow and sell and then suddenly they wake up and they find that there is no cash in the bank and that they're hitting this big wall and they don't know what to do. How can you or where is your role? How do you jump in to teach, uh, let's say, entrepreneurs? Where do they have to start checking their numbers and which part is exactly the thing that they have to check? Because most of the comments that I receive is that I wish I was a finance person. I'm not a finance person. That's why... I don't need this tool. I don't need to check that. I'm not a CPA. I don't have an MBA. So what is the thing that they need at least to have uh, as a minimum for them to start their business without acquiring, you know, a, a CPA certificate uh, to run their business? Uh, so first of all, I think that the most important thing is developing this accountability for the numbers piece. So you have to have it in your mindset that you're going to be accountable for all areas of your business. And it is perfectly natural that when you start a business, you don't know about the numbers and that's okay. But you've got to get in your mindset that, yes, I'm going to take responsibility for that because I can't guide myself to my goals. From there, the most important thing right away is starting to have monthly financial statements so you can track your actual progress. And then the second thing, which is super key, uh, cash is the lifeblood of any business. So you have mm -hmm. to understand that cash flow cycle, the way money's going to come in, the way it's going to go out, the timing that it happens. It's really important that you get your head around that and start then putting numbers to paper or on the computer around what does that pattern look like so that you can adequately plan. And the more you know in advance that you might have a cash flow shortage, the more options you can brainstorm. And I'm not asking anybody to solve their problems on their own, because once you've identified this problem or with someone else, you've identified it, then you can brainstorm with people who know more than you about how do I fix this? Yes, yes, absolutely. Always ask for help. Do not be shy. Do not be scared of asking for help. It's absolutely healthy and it's really good. But and here I want to ask you the name of your your company, uh, it's uh, Beset Financial Fitness. Fitness, yes. the word fitness, does it come from the concept of like, it's like exercising, you need to improve the stamina of your finances like from where did this uh, come from 
So I always view the term financial literacy to be extremely negative because already it starts mm-hmm. out you're illiterate and then people get very defensive. It's very hard to open your mind to the numbers. And so I like to think about it just like physical fitness. We're starting yeah. wherever we are. We might be taking that first walk around the block with exercise or we might be training for a marathon. Same thing comes to your financial fitness. You could be just starting to learn about numbers or you could be more sophisticated, but wherever you are is where you have to start. And you're on kind of a lifelong journey to be more uh, financially fit. And that's both in your personal life as well as in your business. And you can only take a step forward every day. You're going to make some missteps and that's okay. Um, Get back on the path and just keep moving towards um, imperfect forward action, I call it. Because you don't have to have everything figured out, but you do need to be open to it and, and be taking those positive steps. And Tracy, after, you know, the pandemic and what was happening in the world, uh, the shift, a lot of uh, businesses are struggling now. A lot of entrepreneurs, they don't know seriously how to, because a lot of people lost a lot of cash and a lot of, uh, let's say, leads and, and clients. People are, they stopped paying because of, and, and the shortage of cash is just tremendous and it's very stressful. So um, what is your advice? What people can do uh, at this particular phase of, you know, what's happening in the world and the shift that is happening? Like, shall we go and take a a loan? Um, How can we recover from what is happening financially? So I think the first thing we need to do that's really important is to actually take stock of where we are. It's very important to know the facts, know the numbers. And I find that too often entrepreneurs worry about the worst case scenario and they might not be in it. So we need to know exactly where we are. How many clients do you have left? How much money is coming in? Who still owes you money? What are your cash reserves if you have any? Do you have any availability of credit? Any loans you can draw down on? Then you need to look forward and say, based on what I think is going to happen. And we don't have crystal balls. We can can see um, where I am and we're recording this in kind of mid-October. We've just gone into a second lockdown. Um, Restaurants, all those kinds of businesses are shut down again, except for takeout, uh, because we've seen our numbers spike in Canada, uh, where I am living. So um, what is that likely to look like for your business? Is there something that you can change? Can you offer a new product or service, which I've seen many businesses doing successfully Mm -hmm. over the last couple months? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it makes sense then to draw upon whether it's credit from a financial institution or from the government, if you feel like this is a temporary problem. If you weren't doing well, though, before COVID, and this has really exacerbated things, for some people, I'm saying, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense to take on more debt. Maybe we need to call it and that this is the end of the run for this company, uh, because you can actually make things works for yourself if you take on more debt um, in an industry that maybe isn't going to come back as strong or maybe wasn't doing well before. Um, So take stock of where you are, look at your options, and then certainly keys to success are kind of having lower debt levels and building up cash Mm -hmm. reserves. So if you can take that government support, even if you don't need the funds today, keep it in your bank account, keep it ready for what we don't know is going to happen over the next few months um, so that you can weather that. What do you also recommend for those who have a lot of receivables out there? Uh, and for those of you who don't know what is a receivable or account receivable, it's when you are having so many clients and you need to 
collect uh, your money from them. It's in, like your money is in the market, but you are not collecting them. So they are in the terms of like uh, account receivable. So uh, because it happened even to us uh, during the pandemic, we had a lot of deals. We had a lot of contracts, but the money or the collection of it during this period was really tough, which put us in a also tough position where the liquidity is really tight. What is one of your recommendation for people in such situation? What what can they do? And so that's kind of that key difference when I was talking about looking at your financial statements versus your cash flow. On profit, you have a lot of sales and those people now owe you money you haven't yet collected. And so the first thing to do is to talk to them, talk to all those people on the list. How are they doing? Uh, Do they need some more time? Does it look like maybe they won't be able to pay you in a nice professional way? Um, But it doesn't, it shouldn't necessarily be an email or a letter. Get on the phone and talk to them. Find out the true story of what's going on. If they are having some hard times of their own, is there anything they can do for you that maybe can uh, pay for some of that? Maybe they can provide you with some service might be worth looking into. Um, if you have something you're not going to be able to collect, you may consider reaching out to a collection agency. I don't think if they're being honest with you and they're telling you they can't, uh, I don't think that will necessarily yield um, more money coming in. But the other thing that you should learn these conversations that you're having, if you're finding it's all clients in a certain industry who are hit hard, maybe then you're targeting new clients for future yeah. in a different industry. Maybe you're changing your payment terms. So you require an upfront deposit before you start working with someone. Um, they need to pay at time of service or of the product or service delivery, and you might make some changes so that it doesn't happen to you in the future. Um, Unfortunately, you may be sitting with some receivables that aren't going to get paid at this time, which really throws your cash flow into havoc because you were counting on that money to pay your team, to pay your suppliers, uh, even to fuel your growth. And now that money is not available to you. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen to um, most companies. So talk to the people, figure out what you can do. Um, usually if you take a um, kind action and, a, and have that dialogue with them, they're going to try to pay you at some point if they can. It may not always be possible, but the as flexible as you can be and um, collegial, it's going to go a long way with them. Absolutely. I love your answer, Tracy. Really, really. And it's just from an experience as well, because as I said, we've been through this uh, when the pandemic started back in uh, March and the, there was like a wave of panic everywhere. So even if the customers or the clients, they had money, everybody was just saving their money because they didn't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So people were just scared and they were not just paying anything. And as you said, uh, one of the approaches that we've done is to reach out to all our clients the old clients, the prospects, and the existing clients. And we, as you said, we offered help, we offered rescheduling, and we talked to them, you know, but because we knew that eventually uh, those who can manage to help, they will uh, to pay, they will pay. Okay. But this made us Mm -hmm. think of, as you said, how to shift. We needed to shift fast. We needed to introduce another model that will help us generate money in advance and not just wait for money after delivering the service. And that made us also change the model from selling a very high ticket offer uh, or a product into introducing a new market, which is selling uh, to a lower uh, segment that pays in advance. And that helped balance. And that immediately uh, helped, you know, as you said, we shifted, we introduced a new model, but that 
was because we understood the financial situation and we understood uh, all the ins and outs of the business, but most importantly, our cash and, and financial situation. From your experience, Tracy, what is one of the most common mistakes that you've seen most businesses or business owners do? What are one of the top mistakes that you see from your experience working with them? Well, the first one I mentioned is just thinking, I don't need to worry about the numbers and just like putting that off to someone else. That's the biggest one. Uh, Or thinking I'm not smart enough. I can't do math. And it isn't that complicated. And I know I'm sitting here with lots of financial training saying that, but if we can't get to the, the basics just on a piece of paper with a pencil, we're making it too complicated. Like at its core, we should be able to break it down simply. Um, The second one I see very regularly is everybody focused on that top line, those sales and people forgetting about the bottom line and say that 85% of the clients who come to coach with me, once we dig into their pricing uh, for whatever product or service, and I work across all industries, we find that they are not profitably pricing their products or service. And so it makes it very hard to generate a profit in the business. They cannot get paid themselves. They don't know why they can get paid. And so it all comes down to the pricing. And for the most part, um, scale and adding scale to an unprofitable offering does not go well. So sometimes they think that there's going to be this amazing profit that comes when they just sell more, but that's not the case most of the time. True, true, true. This is, I see it everywhere, to be honest. And uh, uh, it, it just, it makes me wonder that it's like, you know, reading your financial numbers, it's just like reading, uh, uh, let's say, the nutrition facts behind an energy <laughs> bar. So if you want to lose weight and if you want to maintain a healthy lifestyle, then you have to know your macros and your calories and you have to learn how to read that. And it's the same thing for the most important thing in your life, which is your business that will affect everything else uh, or every aspect on your life. So it's really important to, to, as I always, and this is why I always interview financial people more inside uh, the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, because Knowing your numbers, understanding your numbers, getting support financially from advisors and from professionals will help you accelerate your success because you might be able to generate a ton of money in sales, but if you don't know how to manage them, you might lose them in a blast, like in a, in a blink. So you have to uh, either train yourself self or learn or uh, go and refer to an advisor or a professional like yourself to help them and guide them manage their financial situation. So let me ask you this, Tracy, like there are things that uh, also entrepreneurs, what they're doing, as, I, as you said, they focus on the sales, they ignore the bottom line, and uh, they don't know if they're profiting, they don't know how to price their product. Is there something that they can do quickly to like a strategy or a tip or a trick that they can learn from you. They can take it and implement it and see some sort of like success or acceleration in the process. What is your number one advice that they can take away today and implement? So around the pricing, I think it's um, quite straightforward, I, I believe, to figure out if you're pricing right. So you want to add up all of the costs that go into making your product. And even uh, entrepreneurs who don't look at their statements all the time, they generally know how much they're spending on things. Um, service-based are particularly uh, usually the culprits because they don't value their own time. They don't put in yes, a, a wage yes. for the amount of time important. it takes them to this deliver the service. Important. 
So let, let I'm sorry to interrupt because this is very important. There are a so, lot of people who are service-based. The, the cost is their time and their knowledge. For example, coaches, consultants, and uh, they really don't know how to evaluate that. Okay, there are some costs that is associated with their business, but also the major part is their time, their brain, their uh, effort. So how do you recommend... Uh, um, calculating the price or putting a price on that? It's important to think about the value that you're offering in your product or your service. Um, so with something physical, you can very tangibly add up how much costs go into it yes. to getting it out into the market. Um, those are called variable costs, the things that change with based on what you sell. Then there's the fixed overhead. So I, I need internet, I need my computer, I need all these different softwares. Um, you're going to figure out a percentage of those to apply. Um, when it comes to yourself and your wage, um, kind of the minimum you're going to start with is if I have to pay somebody else to do this, mm. how much would I have to pay that person? Because right now when you're starting, you might be thinking, well, it's just me. I don't have to charge for me. Well, you do if you want your business to grow. Um, and certainly you want to do other things besides service delivery every single day. Uh, so you need to, to factor in for that. So once you put those together, you come up with a number. But then the most important part is validating it in the market. Are other people offering something similar? If they are, is theirs more valuable or less than yours? What price are they charging? And it's very easy with the internet to go out and probe prices, especially for coaches and consultants. You can get a very clear view very quickly. And it doesn't mean you should have a strategy necessarily to be the cheapest in the market. If I've been doing something for 20 years and it only takes me 15 minutes to do it, I don't charge you 15 minutes worth of my time. It's my experience that is allowing me to help you so quickly. Uh, and you're paying for that, that expertise. It could take somebody 10 hours to do it. Mm. Um, and so we need to, to think about that. So it's not exactly uh, scientific, uh, but you're going to validate what's going on in the market with what, what seems reasonable for you, minimum covering your costs. And uh, a good way to think about it is what if you've got to pay someone else to deliver? Um, they're only going to come to work if you pay them. So what is that minimum amount? Awesome. Uh, thank you so much. That's really inspiring. Tell us a little bit more about the award that you got. What was it about and how did you get that? It's really interesting. Uh, so for the Financial Literacy Champion Award, it's about through the Wealth Professional Awards in Canada, and it's about bringing uh, more awareness to financial knowledge, making it more accessible for the average person and business owner. And so predominantly the way I did that was through my podcast, Young Money, airing it since December 2017. I'm up in the 160s of episodes. So pretty much uh, without fail every week, we're covering a different topic. Uh, and it's really around providing frameworks and taking the mystery out of things. So I don't usually tell people how to do things like you must do this, uh, but I'll give them a framework with some questions to ask themselves. Um, for instance, if you're thinking about getting a credit card, what are the kinds of things you need to consider and how would you choose the best one for you? Uh, so it's really uh, the work for that. And I do a lot of um, just like I'm doing today, a lot of guesting on other people's podcasts and just helping raise the awareness on financial issues so that we can take some of that stigma away from it. So it's my belief that financial fitness, financial literacy, it's a fundamental life. So until you've got that in your toolbox, things are harder. And once you've got it, I mean, your relationships are smoother, your health is better, your personal or your business life or both are running a little bit smoother. And so for me, it's so important that we take the, any negativity, any mystery out of it. And so the more people who can learn about it, the better. Awesome. That's really, really amazing. And I think I have your podcast. I said, 
subscribe to it. And because I'm interested in that, I love that. And I appreciate what you're doing, the effort and the work that you put into this. It's really amazing. Congratulations on your award. And thank you for all the work that you've done. If people want to know more about you and about what you're doing and the Beset Financial Fitness Company, where can they find you? And what is, again, the name of your podcast so that they can uh, listen to you? So first of all, I do have a gift for your audience today because some people's interest is probably peaked, especially around the company finances. So if you head over to cashcoach.biz, you can download a money meeting agenda. We talked about the importance of looking at your financials, of understanding your cash flow. And so for me, it's a minimum monthly, but weekly is a very good cadence to do it, even if it's 30 minutes a week. And by downloading this money meeting agenda at cashcoach.biz, it gives you a place to start. So your first meeting might be just looking at it and making sense of it, but it gives you that, that tool so you can start today, which we all like to be able to take action. Uh, LinkedIn is the best place to find me. Uh, so Tracy has an E and Bissett has two S's and two T's and I just, and viewers who are, who are tuning into this episode. And uh, the podcast is Young Money with Tracy Bissett. And so you can certainly find that on my LinkedIn profile as well. And when you download the money meeting agenda, it drives you right to my main page. So you'll find it there too. Awesome. Tracy, thank you so much for all the knowledge that you shared with us today. That was really amazing. Thank you for being here in the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. I appreciate your presence and uh, hope to speak to you very, very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Reem. And if I can leave one more tip for listeners, uh, it's really to be kind with yourself. Uh, It's a journey, as I said. So if you make some missteps in your business finances, that's okay. Get back on track, get some help and uh, know that you're, you're doing the best that you can every day. So show yourself some kindness. Thanks again. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Tracy. See you soon. And thanks for listening. If you've liked this episode and you want to go a lot deeper and you want to learn more about my philosophies and methodologies and tactics on leadership, business, finance, and mindset, everything that I learned and implemented to hit the seven figure while building the business around your life and family, if you want to create an impact and be a high achiever, then I really encourage you to check out my program, the Business Accelerator Lab. It's transforming lives because it's an implementation lab. It's the information there is really, really powerful and very tactical. You know, people have asked me before, Reem, how did you manage to get all that done in just a few years with no following, no external funding? And they asked, can you mentor us? They understand that all great athletes have a coach because a coach holds them accountable. Even superstars have a mentor because a mentor pushes them and challenges them and is honest with them and teaches them. And so if you believe that you are maybe stuck in your life or maybe you're successful but you want to significantly get to the next level, if that's of an interest to you and you don't want to waste years of your life trying to figure it out, then I'd love to tell you about the Business Accelerator Lab. It's my mentoring program where you're gonna absolutely love it. We'll talk all mindset, business, marketing, productivity, simply how to run your business and not let your business run you. It's exactly what I've done and how I managed to build three businesses all the way from Saudi Arabia while being a mom. The final thing that I'll leave you with is this. If this episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator has been valuable to you, I would love it if you would share it with three of your friends in the next 24 hours so we can get the message out. 
I want to thank you for being here with me in this episode, and I wish that you all received great value from it. If you'd like to know more about me and what I do, let's connect on Facebook, or maybe you can book a power session with me at reemkharbat.com. That is R-E-E-M-K-H-A-R-B-A-T.com. One more time, thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Take care.